podcast time. Good morning, grab your friends. We'll talk about fairy days and lands. Met the man and names a woman. The fun will never end. It's podcast time. Welcome to Oh My Glob, an Adventure Time podcast. I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And here it- we are talking to Adventure Time from the very beginning all the way to into. To the end. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no, it, you know why I think we're a little thrown off already is because like we're doing something different tonight. Yeah. 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 Different things. Yeah. Different things. It's like we are officially covering not entirely Adventure Time. Well, it's, you know. It's Adventure Time, but it's, it's Adventure Time adjacent. Yeah. We and, have a Fiona and Cake invasion. <laughs> Fiona and Cake invasion. Yeah. For like the next <laughs> however long or like what... Uh, nine weeks or so to, we're gonna yeah, be covering fiona yeah. and cake prime uh, well, primarily yeah yeah because there's 10 episodes yep and we this just covered two, the first two one tonight. and then there's eight more so nine weeks yeah nine yeah. weeks nine weeks nine weeks and I, I realized something today like we've had a few bonus episodes like um i've done like listener appreciation episodes and i did the over the garden wall one but this is the first time you and i together are doing something that's not uh just primarily regular I adventure know. time coverage isn't that crazy yeah it is so things you can expect in this is there may be some spoilers. So if you are following this uh, show, please know also we will be returning back to the Land of Ooh uh, season six as soon as Fiona and Cake is over. Yep. Um, just wanted to let you guys know we're not ditching our original thing. We just thought that it would just be such a miss for us not to cover Fiona and Cake. Similar to how we weren't able to do Distant Lands we just weren't in the place. We will do Distant Lands at the end, but right now it just feels, it feels right. Also, because Fiona and Cake is somewhat a adult question mark show, it's not like adult, adult, like adult, but it's like, yeah, we've got, I mean, like I wouldn't want, let a toddler watch it maybe. a little bit of swearing in this yeah. one. Some pretty serious themes so far yeah it's wild yeah yeah it's like i i do believe like the show was made for the kids that grew up with adventure time now becoming adults that's exactly it and like so it's like maturing with the kids who grew up with adventure time and that's what the showrunners like commented i think i made notes about it maybe not but that's exactly what it it is is like hey like all these people that grew up with with the land of ooh they're now adults and so this is a show for them yeah. To continue with the theme. So anyway, we're drinking adult drinks. We're having adult drinks. Cheers, Matthew. <laughs> cheers, cheers to you. Clink. So, so yeah, again, um, so there are going to be, because this show ties into later Adventure Time seasons, uh, th- this is going to include some some spoilers for later Adventure Time seasons. So just uh, if you don't want to have any spoilers, then we got a whole backlog of <laughs> seasons one to five to listen to and we'll be back for season six as soon as this is over in Abs- the next couple weeks absolutely also i watched the second season we got like um a hunter friend of the pod was like oh my gosh there's so many spoilers and matt's like oh my gosh these are major spoilers i'm like i don't know what i'm watching or looking at so they didn't really feel like spoilers to me i'm sure that as i watch later episodes i'll be like I get it. That's the thing. But I, yeah. So I don't know if you're like, like haven't watched all of Adventure Time. I don't know if they're actually spoilers because, I mean, I'm sure they are, but I just don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Seeing some of the things in in, uh, this specifically second episode, the Simon Petrikov episode, I was like, okay, this is a, I know from this image, this is related directly to like the end of Adventure Time. Yeah. But 
not having any reference to that, it's yeah. like I could see how you'd be like, I don't know what I'm looking at right now. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, and I, I know I dropped the ball with Distant Lands because, like, we didn't cover that in the pod because I assumed because it took uh, some of it took place after Adventure Time. I was like, oh well, it's gonna spoil a bunch of stuff. It really didn't spoil that much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I still haven't watched it. Matt started powering through it, but like, yeah. So you know, I understand why we didn't. Then we'll do it at the end of the series. Which you think it'll be great. Yeah. And, and you know what? I can't wait till after we finish these two episodes to hear what you're thinking so far of Fiona and Cake. Yeah. 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 I don't know what, what's going on lately. I've become <laughs> like the most emotional viewer. I don't know if it's like me getting soft in my older age now. I'm like 37. Uh, but <laughs> we went to the theater to see, to see Jurassic Park oh last Oh my week. gosh. And I in was 3D. just like a blubbering mess. We, we saw it in 3D. <laughs> and I was so too. We both were. We're like, oh, those poor children. <laughs> I know. Like all the emotional moments in that, I'm like, oh my god, why is this hitting so hard now? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, I, I think it's just like seeing it through like adult eyes now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then I had the same same thing with Distant Lands the other day. I was like, my eyes are a stream, are a river of tears, <laughs> and they're stinging my porcelain cheeks. Oh my god, <laughs> you're so funny. Um, do we want to like set up Fiona and Cake? Do we want to kind of talk a little bit about our first impressions of just like the style of it? Or do we want to just jump into the episode? You know what? Let's jump into the episode and then we can talk about those thoughts as we go. Like okay. sprinkle them in. Sprinkle them in a like a bunch of sprinkles on an ice cream oh, yeah. Sunday. So let's enjoy our uh, ice-filled beverages. Um, <laughs> Clinky. <laughs> in reference to all the ice talk in these two episodes. Yeah, dude. For real. There's a lot of it. <laughs> mm-hmm foreshadowing mm. they like force it down your throat there's gonna be ice <laughs> <laughs> there's something about ice in the show <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna get to the bottom of it <laughs> <laughs> all right so two episodes fiona campbell and simon petrikov really excited to talk about it should we get to it oh let's do it let's been, do it i've been so excited for this all week yes yeah all right, so the first one is Fiona Campbell, IMDb rating of 8.8. Dropped from a 9.4 over like a 24-hour period. Oh, really? Yeah. That's wild. Well, I'll be interested. The second one, we'll talk about it, but I'm curious if that one will drop too. Yeah, Or if it'll same. stay. Yeah. So it's the first episode of this 10-episode arc, directed by Ryan Shannon. Hmm. Or Rin, Ryan. And then written and storyboarded by Hannah K. Nystrom, Anna S. Uh, Siverston. Siverston. Siverson. Uh, Jacob Winkler and Hawan Lee. Siverson. Sounds like a Finnish name. Maybe, yeah. Or like Swedish or it's Nordic in some fashion. Yeah. Um, the original air date was August 31st of this year. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this is like the closest we've ever been to an air date. Actually recording an oh, that's Matt's losing gonna... his mind uh, right now. That's, that's what I was going to say earlier. Like, why we had to jump on the show after missing the opportunity to do Distant Lands when it aired. This is the first time ever in this podcast we're doing something Adventure Time related that's current. Yeah. Because when we started this pod was during the last season of Adventure Time. That's so true. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. 2018. And now, like, <sighs> we're only at season five of the show. Now the show is like retro. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know. It's so exciting. We don't know how many viewers there are. We kind of looked at the data, but it was really unclear. So, yep, many viewers, I'm sure. And the title card. Uh, so I assume there's going to be a few people that are listening to this pod for the first time because they're getting into Fiona and Cake and other probably looking for podcasts related to that. So 
Uh, usually we do this stuff at the beginning, like the IMDb rating and everything, and we talk about the title card, which is like the image that you see before an episode starts. Mm-hmm. And this one is, it says Fiona Campbell in like 90s comedy sitcom font. Yeah, it totally looks like um, Seinfeld. Yeah, it does look like Seinfeld. Yeah. And there's an image of a uh, little cake's adorable face on the side. So cute. Yeah. Boop. Oh, you know what? This might be um, a reference to uh, Frasier. Oh. Because it looks like this takes place in Seattle. Yeah, because I we saw know. the Space Needle. It looked like it. And Fraser takes place in Seattle. You know, it's a really valid point, my love. Well, thank you. You're welcome. But there's also a second title card. I did don't know you what know this that, is. Did you know that Fraser was nine seasons long? I did not. I know my buddy Alex is crazy that about that is show. Wild to me. Which is like, you think Alex? You think like kind of like dark and brooding character? And he's oh like, yeah. I love Fraser. I'm like, like okay. Fraser's like the best ever. Fraser's the best comedy series of all time. <laughs> Yeah, there's two title cards, kind of. Like, I found artwork for, and so, and I saw this was for the next episode as well, so I kept it in. Yeah, so if anybody knows why there's two different, like, official title cards, let us know why. Yeah, or maybe this is, like, the promotion. Yeah, maybe, yeah, because the second one's really cool. It's, like, um, black and white image, or sepia tone, sort of, with a little bit of purple in there. Anyway, of uh, Fiona, Fiona carrying, um, A sledgehammer. Yeah. Oh, 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 my bad. Cake and like a cat carrier. Mm-hmm. And then the fantasy version of Fiona with like a sledgehammer in the background. Like it's like Mjolnir, like Thor's hammer. Yeah, it's wild. So Fiona the human and Cake the cat work together to save a few sin- citizens from a rat bus. This rat bus is like, uh, what is that? Totoro? Totoro, yeah. Yeah. Just Evil. driving around. Also, the squealing sound from the rat. I was like, Matt, did you do this voice work? <laughs> <laughs> um, however, two of the citizens fall out of the bus while more of them were still in it, leading Cake to catch the ones who fell out as Cake chases after the rat bus. Fiona threw a pole and it stabbed one of the tires, leading the bus to get angry and chase after her. Fiona then picked up a hammer, but the rat bus rammed into the scaffold Fiona was on, so they all fell into a pool. Fiona gets onto a float as the bus tries to attack her, but a ninja star made of ice suddenly freezes the pool. Yeah, so right from the get-go here, like, you could see, like, I was like, okay, there's something, like, super stylized about this animation. Like, the backgrounds look, like, watercolored almost. And I was like, oh, if this is, like, the overall look of the show, that's going to take some getting used to, but we'll find out why it's, it's not actually the look of the show. So Fiona sees that the Ice Prince saved her. Ice Prince warns her that the ice won't hold the rat bus for long, so he makes her a couple of ice skates to use. So Fiona then skates away to the bus with Cake cheering her on, and she attacks the bus, saving the rest of the citizens in the process with the help from Cake. Ice Prince tells Fiona and Cake that they're great fighters and asks them if they want to join him on magical adventures. So Fiona was enamored, and Cake was more casual, as they both agree. She's like, yeah, sure, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Fiona slowly went to take Ice Prince's hand, he suddenly starts imitating an alarm, an alarm clock, like, eh, 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 confusing Fiona. Uh, the ice melts and Fiona and Cake fall into a pool of water. One thing, too, I want to say is this dream sequence of Fiona looks like Sailor Moon. She's dressed like Sailor Moon. And really, the the animation actually reminds me a lot of sailor moon like just in this sequence this sequence and a lot of like the actual episode it has a lot of that flavor and it also what i thought because it kind of has like this anime feel to it yep so that was really for me that was really different and i felt like even the simon episode was very similar 
And that kind of was like, mm, do I like this? It felt really out of ooh. And maybe that was the point because we're in a city, mm -hmm. maybe Seattle. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I have some, I have some thoughts on uh, the tone and um, the ties to and differences from the original Adventure Time. Yeah, but I'll, I'll get into those probably a little more when we get into the second episode because okay. this first one feels like it's own separate animal entirely. Totally, totally. Yep. Fiona then woke up to hear her alarm clock, which made her realize that she was dreaming. She snoozes the clock, which actually sounded kind of like Bimo's voice, mm -hmm. uh, for 10 minutes before it went off again. Once she stops it, she looks around her apartment and turns on the TV, only to be annoyed when she sees cheers on every channel. <laughs> it turns out Fiona Campbell is an ordinary working woman, and Cake is her normal pet cat. As Fiona gets dressed for work, she tells Cake about her dream and says, it was awesome the whole idea that the show starts off in like the real world in like a non-magical world of fiona and cake uh when i saw it in the trailer that was such like a cool pleasant surprise i was like yeah. okay that was unexpected and yeah. i kind of dig it mm -hmm. I, i'm liking it the other thing too is the the introduction mm -hmm. was very like it was so because the second one was different but the introduction was very much like, hey, this is Fiona living in her life and all the many jobs she's had and all the changes she's had and the real world, real world challenges she's experiencing. Yeah. It's wild. I could tell you were getting stressed out by how slovenly <laughs> her lifestyle is. Like, her, like her, the upkeep of her apartment and everything. It is horrible. <laughs> she is so messy. I know. <laughs> so, I'm, I am not a neat player. Okay, by no means am I a neat freak. Matt will attest to that. I'm a piler. <laughs> and also, I think... When things get to a certain level, I start to, like, it impacts my mental health. And yeah, it me starts too. to, like, I'm like, uh, and so, like, I have to clean it. Yeah, there's, and, like, like, that one day a month where I'm like, there's things on top of things that I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then you try and move my stuff around. I'm like, no, don't touch that. <laughs> it's, right where I, it's right where I want it to be. It's right. And you're like, I can't have it here anymore. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm sorry. I think I, I don't even know who's reading anymore. <laughs> So, uh, Cake begins acting weird after she sees a vision of some blue sparkles. So she went and pushed the ice dispenser and begins playing in the ice. Fiona grows concerned, so she offers Cake a tuna sandwich. Cake swipes it away, so Fiona books an appointment with the vet. Uh, since there was an opening at lunchtime, Fiona tells Cake that she's bringing her along to work. Fiona then goes onto a bus and she begins her job as a tour guide. A job she's not really invested in or entirely good at from what we see. Yeah. So she points out the city post office, which is the oldest building, revealing in 1911 that there was a fire. But Marshall Lee, a human version of Marshall Lee, interjects and says it was stamped out. Mm -mm. Get it? Post office stamped. Oh, that oh went my over my head. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Fiona comments on Marshall Lee, telling everyone he's the world's best unknown musician and they could catch him on the corner of 14th and Elm in an hour, which, you know what? He might actually be yeah. the world's best unknown uh, musician in the show. Yeah. When Fiona sees a statue of a couple of penguins who look like Gunter at the aquarium, she remembers her dream and asks if anyone is into dream analysis before revealing her dream to everyone. Fiona also says it's like the universe is trying to tell her something. Marshall Lee suggests that she's dreaming about Ice Prince because she got dumped by DJ Flame, the hu human version of Flame Prince. And someone else asks if that's true. Fiona blushes and she brushes it off, saying that's not the reason why, and it's way more significant. 
One person says she dreams about being a hot dog. <laughs> Probably likely hot dog I princess. I dream about being a hot dog. <laughs> Another person says he dreams about being a banana. Probably like a banana guard. And third person, who is the human gender-swapped character of Fern, says her dream is too messed up to talk about. Everyone wonders what it is, but Fiona wants them to focus and tell them that her dream is special and she can feel it means something. Yeah, by the way, so many Easter eggs in this mm-hmm. first episode. Like, Starchy. Yeah, like yeah, like all these characters. They're like, okay, so this is the gender swap version of this character. And like, it just becomes like a like, oh my goodness, like I can't keep track of all of them. There's cinnamon bun. There, there's. Yep. It's wild. The Starchy was a great one. Yeah. Uh, my favorite comes later, who ends up being a really significant part of the episode, yeah. which made me really happy. So Marshall Lee says that she's bombing, and Kate starts to meow, so Fiona pulls her out of her kennel and says Kate agrees with her. They pass by an ice skating rink, so Kate starts running to the back. Fiona pulls Kate off the human version of Starchy and apologizes. A mystery stranger says that that's enough and reveals herself, reveals herself to be Fiona's boss, Queenie, a human version of Queen of Ooh. Queenie tells Fiona that she heard Fiona's tours suck, so she went undercover to see if it's true. She says not only is it true, but she brought her cat along. Her rabies-filled cat. Fiona tells her that she had to because Cake is sick or something, but Queenie assumes that Cake is rabid. Fiona tries to tell Queenie that Cake is a good cat, but Cake runs to the bus door waiting to be let out, so Queenie has the bus driver stop the bus. As everyone gets out, it's revealed that Marshall Lee never pays for his bus ride before he leaves. <laughs> Queenie then fires Fiona, who is shocked, but then angrily reveals how she never won the job in the first place. Queenie then tells her to bring back her uniform if she wants her to deposit back. So she pulls down her pants. Yeah. <laughs> yes, oh, yes she does so pull weird. down her pants. And then they stay down for a minute. And they're like, okay. They're like, oh, this is for the internet creeps. <laughs> 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 so Fiona walks with cake down the sidewalk and passes by a bunch of people while complaining that nothing exciting ever happens and people are all boring. Uh, Fiona then gets stuck behind a few men, human versions of banana guards. Okay, I gotta stop there. So, anybody who's watching this show and hadn't seen Adventure Time beforehand, they're probably thinking, like, why are all these characters so weird? Not understanding that they're references to past characters. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking about that watching the show. I was like, oh, you know what? I think you had to have seen Adventure Time to get what's going on at all. You think so? By the end of the second episode. (laughs) I don't know. I, I think it... Oops. I think it does enough to... Like, I think it adds to the episode, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. and I love it, but I don't know you have to watch Adventure Time in order to get this. Yeah, it makes me curious, like, what I would feel watching this, ha- having not seen anything before this. Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. Like, I'm, it's one of those cases where I'd be like, okay, I feel like I'm supposed to get something here, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, you get, then I get stuck behind a few men and tries to get by them before angrily pushing them out of her way. A couple of roller skaters, I, I, this part was great, <laughs> yes. uh, then roll over to Fiona and compliment her on her jerkiness. And they're like, well, you should join our roller derby team. <laughs> and I, I, like, I looked at Amy and she's like, yeah. Because <laughs> Amy uh, has a long history in roller derby. Yep, I do. So Fiona ripped their paper up before continuing on, which hurt their feelings. I thought this was going to lead to her, like a scene of her being in roller derby. I know. I was kind of I disappointed was... it didn't. I know. Yeah. I was like, oh, man. F minus. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I skated with a girl named Lady Painicorn. That's a great name. Was her derby name. Yeah, it was cool. I was like, that's that's I like it. It's pretty rad. It is pretty rad. Okay, so Fiona then goes to the bakery where Gary Prince, who is the human version of Prince Gumball. Who's a delight. And yes, a gem. 
but not voiced by Neil Patrick Harris. No. He works uh, where he works and angrily orders a coffee to go before adding a please. Gary greets Fiona and Cake before seeing that Cake's acting weird and Fiona's in a wicked bad mood. Fiona reveals that she just got fired. Her cat's acting weird, so she's got to take her to the vet, but she can't afford it now since she got fired. Gary shows her a new cookie that looks like a gingerbread man in order to cheer her up that he's made. He tells her that it's still in development, so he wanted her honest feedback, so he goes to get the raspberry buttercream to put a scarf on it, but sees that Fiona already ate it, and she said it was good. Yeah. She's like, don't you know by now I have no impulse control when it comes to sugary treats? Yeah. Grow after my own heart. (laughs) Gary tells Fiona it wasn't done, and Fiona asks him how long they've known each other before she gets raspberry buttercream on her finger and licks it. Gary replies, and he guesses they've known each other forever, so Fiona tells him that he should know by now that she has zero impulse control when it comes to sugary oh, food. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gary tells her he's going to make her more, but this time he needs detailed feedback. Yeah, you know what I kind of liked here is... Um... They're, they're not like overtly like flirty with each other. No, like, not there's at no all. like clear like one's gushing after the other. It's, it's like really it clear. kind of seems like they have like a mutual respect for each totally. other. Totally. Like they're just really good friends, mm-hmm. you know, like have each other's back kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, I really liked him in the scene. Like Me his, too. the one scene he showcased, and I was like, oh, this, this guy's great. Yeah, yeah. Cake sees more ice sprinkles, so she goes to the fridge but finds a mouse. So Gary and Fiona see her chase and catch it. Gary's boss, Beatrice Butler, a human version of Butterscotch Butler, <laughs> comes out and says no roughhousing in her bakery as she separates cake from the uh, mouse and throws cake back to Fiona. And by the way, I think she's Irish? Must be. Gary tells Beatrice that there shouldn't be mice in the bakery either. Beatrice picks up one of Gary's gingerbread men cookies and drops it on the ground, breaking his heart. It is actually really sad. Yeah. She also puts a puff on the ground, like a cream puff. Yeah. And the mouse chooses to take the puff instead of the cookie. She's like, you know, she's like, this is a traditional bakery. We don't want any of this fancy gingerbread stuff. Let's mm-hmm. see what the mouse likes. Yeah. And it the mouse goes super, for the cream puff. Super rude. I did not like it that. It was. It was super mean. Yeah. So Beatrice then told Gary to stick to what's traditional. Fiona told Gary to quit, but he told her he couldn't until he gets his recipe right. He also reminded her about her vet appointment, so she quickly put cake in her kennel. It took off with a bag of biscuits, and he called for her to give him notes. Fiona then ran into Marshall Lee again uh, and accidentally got coffee on her uniform, meaning she couldn't get her deposit back now. Marshall Lee wondered if Fiona quit her job, but Fiona told him that she got fired. When Fiona asked him if he'd tell his mom she's going to be a bit late on rent this month, Marshall Lee refused since they weren't talking. But he did tell her that his friend Ellis could <laughs> help fix cake for Ellis. the cookies that Gary made. Sorry, LSP. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Um, good job, writers. Good job. Good job. <laughs> so before we watched either of these episodes, we were reading some reviews and you came mm-hmm. across, it, it was still like overall like a seven out of 10 or something like that. Yeah. But they were saying like, oh, you know, it's a depressing version of Adventure Time and. About the mundane uh, nature of life, basically. Yeah. And they said something about like how it says that the original Adventure Time is not important anymore. No, it says even the show. Says that the land of ooh can't save you. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. I, I yeah. completely misread that because I, I thought there was something to Beatrice here dropping the um, gingerbread man and saying, stick to what's traditional. Yeah. Like, okay, there's something we're supposed to take from that. Yeah. And so I, I was wondering about that. Yeah. And if it connected to what this guy's interpretation was. No, but I'd like to talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. So Fiona then got to the forest where she met someone who loved nature. 
Fiona assumed that the stranger was Ellis and uh, asked if he could fix cake. He said no and revealed that his name was Hunter, a human gender-swapped counterpart of Huntress Wizard, which I didn't really get. Like, I, I didn't get Huntress Wizard from this character. No, not at all. So Fiona walked away, but Hunter asked if she was looking for Ellis, so he led her to him. They saw Ellis P, <laughs> a human <laughs> version of Lumpy's Space Princess, a.k.a. LSP, uh, feeding squirrels some peanuts. Peanuts. Uh, when Fiona approached LSP... <laughs> Uh, he threw peanuts on her and told the squirrels to eat her face. It's so funny. So Fiona asked him for help, and when he asked what's in it for him, she gives him the cookies, and he said, payment accepted. What would you say? Like, bagged food. Bagged food. He, like, scrumps it up, and he's like, payment <laughs> bagged goods. accepted. LSP gave Cake some catnip after rubbing it on his hands before revealing to Fiona that she knows what's wrong with Cake. Fiona initially said she didn't know, but then she suggested that maybe she's sick or feels trapped in her crummy little apartment. Fiona then said that maybe she's bored with everything and wishes that the world was more magical. Fiona herself wishes the world was more magical, and LSP said he dreams that he's a beautiful prince. (laughs) Cake suddenly gets up and takes off while Fiona chases her down, and LSP screams, You're welcome! to her. Cake sees the sparkles in an ice cream sand freezer and jumps into it, ending the episode. Yeah, and I I was thinking, like, as it ended, like, you know, this is, like, twice the length of a regular Adventure Time episode. Yeah. But it flew by so fast. It really did. I got really invested in the story so much that I, like, I forgot to take a couple notes that we normally mm-hmm. take during the show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, what did you think of the first episode? I have a lot of thoughts about this. I love the Easter eggs. I think that that's really, it really ties together our kind of like what we're expecting. But it was definitely a different show. It It, is. For me. Very different. For me, it was like, I don't know, like it doesn't feel like Adventure Time. It looks like it, but it doesn't feel like it. I think the next episode maybe felt like it a little bit more and there's significant reasons for that mm-hmm. but even then like it just i was just like is this adventure time question mark yeah you know and we know Adamuto was part of like the creating of this and so it's not like it was a new team who'd never worked on adventure time before but this just felt i don't know it just felt really different yeah so i've mentioned many many times on the podcast now like when you take like the first couple seasons of Adventure Time and compare them to the last couple seasons, it feels like two different shows to me. Yeah. And I, and I, don't, and I don't know if a lot of other people feel that way, hmm. where it's like almost like you take the first couple Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Say like Harry Potter 1 and 2, and then say you put them up with like the last two Harry Potter movies. Oh, it's like, like, whoa, this is yeah. way different. Yeah. And that's how I feel about like how Adventure Time, the, the uh, evolution of the show is. Mm-hmm. And I do get subtle hints of later Adventure Time in here. And I think maybe the reason, like, it feels like such whiplash for you is because you haven't seen a lot of the second half of that show yet. Yeah, that's that could be a reason for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, I, I get I get what you mean, though. And like this, even like with the stuff in it that reminds me of, of Adventure Time, this feels very much like its own show mm-hmm. so far. It really does. And yep. I, I could see, so that let's talk about that review. Okay, so 7 out of 10 saying, hey, this is not the Adventure Time you thought it was. Like, this is a different show. What I think they're doing this episode and this next episode is they're really laying the groundwork for what's to come. Yeah. I think that with any good storytelling, you really have to paint a clear picture of reality, like the here and now. Mm-hmm. What is happening happening now that then 
we can introduce something else that will change the now. Yeah. And I think that's what they really did with heavy handed. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. really did. But also it kind of showed the realities of being a single 30 something individual who can't hold a job or who's been through multiple jobs and just like the state of their life of just like, ugh, the struggle is real. Yeah. Again, like, uh, like you said, um, getting into like, the struggles of adulthood and tying into how people who grew up with the original show are probably adults at this point mm-hmm. or getting into adulthood and starting to see some of the harsh realities of adulthood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think, um, and I, I saved this note for the second episode, but I'm just going to bring it in here. So that one person's criticism of the show, I don't think it's fair to judge a show on two episodes. Yeah. Because if the characters are completely happy in the beginning, then what do they have to work toward? Yeah. It seems a little dour now for each of the main characters. But we're going to see them get happier when they find, like, their place yeah. in the world by yeah. the end of this. Because, like, clearly, like, Simon's lost. Fiona's lost. Cake is sick in this one. Yeah. I want to see them achieve their goals by the end. Totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. I think lost is a good word because they just don't fit. And it, and they feel like there's it's just something isn't right. And, yeah. and we can talk more about next episode. But, like, yeah. just Simon, it's very clear that he hasn't found his new place. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that Fiona is just generally unhappy and she's wishing for something more. And I really hope, I I look forward to the next episodes and what it might bring for her. Yep. You know, I think there's actually like, I don't know if the show intended it or not, but you know, we're going to talk about the second episode and Finn is in that episode as an adult. Yeah. Where we've left off so far in Adventure Time is like Finn's going through some emotional turmoil. He's been through a lot for a kid in that yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. And now we're seeing him like coming out on the other side and who he's become. Like he's a stronger person. Wild. And yeah. Um, it is wild. So it's almost like he's been through the ringer already. Yeah. He knows that there's a bright side. Yep. So it's just, it's really interesting. There's a lot of stuff to take in these two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to watch them again. Okay. A couple things that I really like to call out. So cheers again on this episode. But love how they had, like, Adventure Time drawn characters of Cheers. Yeah, and, like, the voice acting was, like, a really cartoon. It was like, ah, pour me another one. Yeah, it <laughs> I was laughed really, really. Way too hard at that. It was great. It was great. <laughs> I also thought they got the cat sounds on point. <laughs> yeah, like, like, legit cat recordings. Uh, yeah, yep. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's exactly how, insert one of our cat's names here, yep. would sound. Viola, like... The day this show starts on is like the worst day ever. Like her cat's sick. She gets fired from her job. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She yeah. walks through brambles. They did what I did appreciate about. I mean, I know with Marshall Lee in Adventure Time, he, you know, he is a, a vampire. Mm-hmm. Obviously not a vampire in here. Um, but they they animated uh, the character to look maybe more like Donald Glover, which I thought was great. Yeah. I loved that. Also, his singing in this. His song was awesome. So it was good. very short, and I hope that there's a complete version of it eventually, because yeah. yeah. I really liked what I heard so far. I was like, dang, like, got- <laughs> it, it, we both said, because we oh, both thought. a lot thought, better than the singing in The Lion King. Yes, because, like, we both, when we watched The Lion King, the, the live action version, air quotes. Yeah, quote, quote. <laughs> like, he, the singing was not great. So yeah. I was like, dang, Glover. You know what's going to happen now? Somebody's going to like tweet to him and he's like, hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> there were some, like we mentioned this before, there's some really wonderful like gender bent characters or like human human version of the characters. Like they had like Abercadaniel. They yeah. had Cinnabon who was like, my grandchildren are going to love these six copies. Just kidding. They're all for me. Yep, yep. <laughs> it 
Jennifer, is so funny. Africa Daniel was such a pleasant oh surprise. Oh my here. god! Yeah, I love the character of Hunter, which is, I think that the synopsis did it a disadvantage. Like what I thought was really cool because I think the message was lost in the synopsis where Fiona is traversing through <laughs> this park and finds Hunter planting weeds and yeah. talks about how any plant can be considered a weed just depends on the the situation and then shows fiona this beautiful landscape oh, area my favorite moment of the episode. it was so beautiful yep and like blowing the dandelion and saying hey close your eyes and make a wish and she did and then all of the little things went except for one and then that was reinforcing that nothing ever works out and just so such a cool thing that I think was a beautiful part of this episode. Very profound. Very profound. And I and I really thought that we needed to, ta- like, hey, here's a glimpse of what's coming. Yep. Good yeah. Is, oh, yeah. Good is it's coming. foreshadowing. I yeah. love good visual foreshadowing like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was flipping awesome. Bellissimo. <laughs> just There's, like, this really wide shot of, like, uh, Fiona and... Is is he Hunter? Yeah, Hunter. <laughs> um, in this park, and like you see, like all these, all like all this, uh, all this brush and everything, like yeah, really thick plant life, and it's just this really beautiful shot. It is, it is, and then just and then you contrast that with LSP, who is just as funny as the LSP that we know. Yeah, uh, with the quips and the one liners, and that was really fun. Yeah, but who clearly has some bit of magic. Yes. To him, um, because of what happens at the end of the episode with like, you know, Cake is looking at LSP and but, th- throughout the episode here. And this is a detail I've really loved, by mm-hmm. the way, is um, when you're listening to human voices through um, the cat's ears. Mm-hmm. It's like, wah, 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 wah. But then like certain words out like cake or food. Yeah. And uh, but then Cake starts to be able to understand what uh, this person's saying. Yeah. In the end. Yeah. I do think throughout the episode also like any time cake sees ice is when we see things through her perspective because she sees these like sparkly things which like instantly she's like i need to get to that i need to get to that yeah she's seeing these flashes of like uh, adult fin and things like that and uh, gold yeah so really really cool what are your thoughts i really 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 loved this first episode yeah (laughs) i i was blown away by it i actually really liked it cool that's awesome what was your favorite line my favorite line was, I wouldn't rumble through brambles for anyone but you. And it's Aww. said by Fiona to Cake. Aw. Yeah. That's like you and Princess. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, her relationship with Cake is like my relationship with our cat, Princess. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> What's your favorite line? She hurt her feelings real good. It was the roller derby girls. Yeah, um, I love that. <laughs> if you've ever thought about playing roller derby play roller derby it's pretty cool uh there's men's leagues there's youth leagues there's female you know women leagues there's leagues for anyone who is non-binary you know transgender it's all welcomed questioning you know that whole kind of the whole spectrum and roller derby is flipping awesome <laughs> and it's hard and there's a lot of community and you know there's a just there's it's really layered so i wanted to call that out Support your local roller derby. Absolutely. I think it's awesome. Ding. Bing. All right. Oh, do you want to give me an impression of a character? Yeah. Ah, shoot. Cake. Yeah, I she becomes it. a shoot, and she's like, ah, shoot, and then becomes a shoot. So like, many puns. It was hilarious. 
How about you? Yeah, just my chair. My chair's like getting lower and lower <laughs> as, as the episode goes on. My impression is, I have a dream of being a hot dog, which I guess I said during the episode. But but. The hot dog princess. Yep. Human version hot Human dog version. princess. Yeah, I wrote, never got the character's name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt. Yes. We got some triv. Kick it. It's trivia time. Trivia. So the idea for Fiona the human and Cake the cat evolved from drawings that Adventure Time creator, designer, and storyboard revisionist Natasha Allegri, um, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing the last name, had posted online uh, during the show's earliest seasons. Producers liked it and uh, developed some episodes based on that. Yeah. Uh, so after the 2018 finale, Come Along With Me, a first spinoff series, Adventure Time Distant Lands, debuted in 2020. And before the latter's finale, HBO Max announced that a gender-swapped spinoff series was in production on August 17th, 2021, and 10 half-hour episodes were planned. Can you believe that? It took years yeah. for that to get developed. Yep. Wild. Yeah. Um, the Adventure Time Fiona and Cake Limited series was developed specifically with the young adult demographic in mind, according to uh, Susanna Makos, an executive for both Max and Adult Swim. The Adventure Time fans have grown up and people are still coming in the bottom um, and they're aging up. She noted in an interview with Comic Book Resources. Oh, there you go. I saw that and I was like, yeah, we definitely need to call that out. Oh, def- definitely. That was a good, good tidbit. Yeah, thanks. So during the scene when Fiona wakes up from her dream, she turns on the TV and sees Cheers on every channel. Cheers is a show that ran for 11 seasons from 1982 to 1993. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. And then Cheers was previously referenced in the original series in the episode Simon and Marcy. Simon sang the sh- show's theme song twice. Yep, yep. Uh, as soon as we saw Cheers at the, uh, the beginning of this, I was like, oh, it's Simon and Marcy. Yeah. <laughs> You're funny. So, Fiona being dumped by DJ Flame mirrors Finn being dumped by Flame Princess in Frost and Fire. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. And for our regular listeners, um, we usually do snail watch. For our understanding, there's no snail in these episodes. And maybe people just haven't caught the snail yet. Yeah. And if so, we'll retroactively say where the snail is in each episode. Yep. So any last thoughts on this episode, Maddie? You know how I get with like a movie coming out that like I'm really excited about. It's like all I can think about. Yeah. Because I'm a nerd. But um, A cute nerd. Over like the three days or so before the show aired, I was like, I... I'm getting really obsessed. I need to watch this show. Yeah. I'm so yeah. excited for this. It's like the excitement I used to get back when Game of Thrones was good. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, Game of Thrones is coming. So I haven't been this excited about a show in a while. And like, I cannot wait to see what's coming next. I really liked this first one. Yeah. Yep. What about you? I forgot a couple things. So the first thing is at the very beginning when the Ice Prince gives her ro- like ice skates, she's like, Hans Breaker activated. Apparently, I googled it. It's a character from a 1885, a book written in 1885 about a young Hans who learns to skate, and his sister's in it. Oh, that's what, all I got from what it. What a reference! Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I bet they put Dang. that in there, like hoping somebody would Google it. Like, yeah, yeah. Now somebody's gonna learn something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This episode was cool. I mean, I love Fiona and Cake. I do, I do hope for it to feel more like Adventure Time in future episodes. And, I, and that's not me saying I didn't like it, because I did like it. I thought it was great. I thought it was wonderful. It's great story building. We know that there's more to come. So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. Rad. All right, should we get to the next episode? Let's do it. Woo! All right. So episode two is Simon Petrikov. IMDb rating of 9.6. Until tomorrow. 
Number two, overall, directed by Steve Wolfhard, written and storyboarded by Iggy Craig, Graham Falk, Jim Campbell, and Lusola Lenghi. And also aired on the 31st of August. Yeah, create an extra work for us. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Joking. <laughs> the title card is Simon Petrikov. Well, in letters. And then the crown in the background. Nice and simple. Yeah. Uh, the crown's being held by what looks like Ice King hands. I think this is from when he was in, um, right after the Mushroom Wars, when he looked at, down at the crown. Oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. I think you're right. And the second title card, or... Um, Promo art is this really cool, another um, more sepia tone image of Simon sitting in the rain looking disgruntled with books around him. Yeah, and his arm's bandaged up. His arm is bandaged up. He has up. no shoes on. This is a really cool image. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, it really captures the episode well. <laughs> yes, it does. It's it's a bit um, moody. Yeah, yeah. All right, so in a flashback, during the aftermath of the Mushroom Wars, some oozers were chasing after Simon Petrikov and a young Marceline. Simon and Marceline hid in a sewer pipe, and he started to reach for the crown, but she stopped him by holding his hand. After the oozers left, one of Marceline's buttons fell off, but Simon revealed that he always carried a sewing sewing kit, and he sewed the button back on. In the present day, a slightly aged Simon wakes up and gets ready for the day, even briefly turning on. Cheers. (laughs) There's a a three line. There's a little connection there. (laughs) (laughs) So cutting into like the Simon and Marcy stuff at the beginning was like instant emotions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like going back to the um, Simon and Marcy episodes of the original series and stuff like that. And like knowing their whole backstory up to this point And yeah, I was like, oh. Yeah. So he opens up his home, which revealed that um, it's an exhibit on Human Island in Ooh. A few humans and a dog with a translator to speak English appear. And Simon describes what life was like back in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. A little girl named Astrid was dressed as Fiona and asked Simon if he was going to write any more Fiona and Cake stories. Simon said he didn't write them, Ice King did. When she uh, asked if he's if he'd signed her copy of the fan fiction, Simon angrily threw it in the trash, which made Astrid cry, kind of like, you know, Harrison Ford throwing that Lego <laughs> Millennium Falcon on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what I thought of as soon as I saw it. I was like, aw. Deep cut. <laughs> uh, he then closed the exhibit after something headed in a cage moved. Uh, the dog wanted to know what it was, but Simon was able to get the translator off of him, and he closed his exhibit. Simon then went to the Candy Kingdom Tavern and asked Dirt Beer Guy <laughs> <laughs> for his usual, but with olives and extra onions. Grossness. When Dirt Beer Guy asks if Simon wants, wants it on ice, an agitated Simon says, no ice, and never again. And his voice sounds just like Ice King when he says it. Yep. So Dirt by a Guy throws the cup to the ground, yeah. <laughs> makes his drink straight up. Dirt Beer Guy then asks Simon what's been bothering him. As Simon tells Dirt Beer Guy about his troubles, we see a hand come down on his, sh- on his shoulder that's like a robotic hand. And right there, I was like, oh, it's going to be Finn. And he <laughs> looks back, and it's Finn, uh, who's become more rugged and muscular. He looks yeah. like he's probably in his 30s or so. Yeah. Uh, and he appears with Jake's son, TV, and tries to comfort him. So Finn then takes Simon on an adventure to try and cheer him up. And I really like, like, Finn's whole, like, you see Simon's, like, down in the dumps here. He's like, yeah. you know what? Get up, buddy. We're going on an adventure. Let's yeah. do this, you and me. Yeah. And it got me, like, really pumped. I was like, yeah, Finn, this is great. So Finn and Simon head to the most ancient part of Ooh, the middle of a forest where no one was supposed to be. So they went in blindfolded. 
And I had a prediction that maybe this forest is like a reflection of that same forest that Fiona was in. in the I first was episode. curious about that, too. Yeah, I, I hope we find out in the third one. So Finn suggests that Simon should catch a fish. So Simon tries to do so. Unfortunately, the fish he manages to catch turns out to be a huge monster. So he's like spearing at it. It looks like a regular sized fish. And then you realize it's just the eyeball. Then it grows into like this huge mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so Finn comes to help, jumping from a tree with a large stake, going like, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. It's awesome. Yeah, like howls like a wolf first, killing it right between the eyes. And this is where you see there's a lot of bloodshed. Yeah. Like, it's more graphic, I yeah. noticed. We, we've never seen like straight up like blood explosion in Adventure Time before. Yeah, on on Simon's face and you see it aftermath. It's just really interesting. But this, I love this little detail here. Like after Finn kills the monster, he thanks it for its sacrifice. Yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah. So they sit together around a fire, Finn eating a large eyeball and Simon making coffee using uh, an egg to make it taste better. He calls it cowboy coffee. Finn encourages Simon to go collect some firewood. Oh, by the way, uh, Finn tries to sip and he's like, oh, so this is what cowboy tastes like. (laughs) So uh, as Simon's collecting fire, he falls into some mud. He sees a beautiful tree. And as he is walking towards it, he's attacked by a bear. He remembers his training to get bigger. Unfortunately, the bear (laughs) is a morphing bear and also gets bigger, like gets like uh, huge, literally bigger. Yeah. So Finn comes to help jumping onto the bear. He tells Simon to stab it in its weak spot, but the bear creature grows a third arm right where the heart should be. Uh-huh. So Simon ultimately hesitates and, and gets his arm cut, like a really deep gash on his arm. Yeah. So Finn, realizing that Simon is unable to stab the creature, kills it by breaking its neck. Finn helps Simon bandage his arm. Simon's like, dude, I think you got really like whacked on your back or something. And like Finn like holds his hair up and it's like these big slashes like, does it look cool? <laughs> like, dang, Finn. Yeah. Finn's been through some stuff. Yeah, he has. He's he's uh he's rugged. Yep. So Simon then tells Finn, "Hey, I want to head back." So Finn's like, "Okay," and he puts his blindfold on again, <laughs> and he leads him out of the forest. I was like, "Oh my gosh," that was really funny. He's like, "All right, well, this is where we part. I'm gonna go see Huntress Wizard," and tells him to follow the the stream because the stream is where it's gonna take him. Yeah. Simon begins walking, comes across some fairies who flutter around him, who actually look like the roller derby people from Fiona's oh, segment. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it was really funny. Good call. And after shooing the fairies away, he calls Marceline, who is trying to get a tattoo with PB, but unfortunately, they can't for a different reason. Marceline's healing powers prevent the tattoo from staying on, and Princess Bubblegum is literally made out of bubblegum, so it's glubbing up the actual machine. Yeah, and the tattoo artist looks so annoyed. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. what are you two even doing here? Yeah. Simon tries to talk to Marceline, but it's really loud, loud metal music. And he's trying to share some feelings, and she can't hear him, and just not even, like, really listening. Yeah. Um, and so he ends the call. Yeah, Simon is really lost in his life. Yeah, like he, he really he has, is. He has, like, no place in the world right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, after the end of the call, Simon takes the boat back up to the floating human island and heads back home. After pulling the copy of the Fiona and Cake fanfiction he threw away earlier, he then takes the cover off the cage, which reveals that the one in the cage is Choose Goose, mm-hmm. who is still evil due to drinking the icor of Kokand Tepe in Wizard City. Wow. The one episode of um, Distant Lens I didn't watch. And there you go. I didn't get the <laughs> reference at all. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Cheese Goose taunts Simon, who shuts him up by strapping him with clamps and performs a ritual to summon Betty. The ritual goes wrong, and Simon is upset because he feels like he failed Betty again. But a portal opens up from behind his head, and Cake the Cat jumps out of the portal, revealing that the portal cake jumped through in the previous episode was created by Simon's attempts at the performing the ritual. It was also revealed that Cheese Goose is presumably 
dead. Yeah. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, so mm. w- what a great way to tie the first episode of the, sec- For the second real, one yeah. at the end. Um, so what did you think of episode two, Simon Petrikov? Oh my goodness, so many things in this episode. Yeah. I agree with you, Matt, uh, from what you said earlier about the Simon and Marcy stuff. I, I am always amazed by it. Like mm-hmm. this kind of father-daughter kind of relationship and duo and just the vulnerability that comes with it. And then also what we know about Ice King and what we know what happened to Simon. Yeah. And how Marcy almost like took ownership of part of that, which is really interesting. And that's, I think, reflected in this, the first part of this episode. Definitely. I do find it interesting that both of these episodes really emphasize the mundane aspects of life and how easily life can pull you down when you don't have a goal. When you don't have something you're looking towards or like a direction. Yeah. We see a lost Fiona who has just literally lost her job. Um, she's jumped from job to job. She mentions that to Gary, question mark. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, yeah, I've had like five jobs in a year. Okay, well, that tells me that something is not right with your direction um, and that you've you've lost focus on what your goals are. And same with Simon. Again, I don't know the backstory of how he got to where he's at, but I do think that this shows like, hey, like we can wish for things to be how they were in the past, but, you know, because we we remember the good times and we forget the struggles. And I really think like sometimes we need to really focus on how do we be present in the here and now? How do we find joy and how do we look forward with a purpose? Yeah, Uh, I think it's interesting seeing where Finn is again, like, um. Because, you know, like he says a line somewhere here, like, don't focus on the sad things. And like his way of dealing with that is staying in action all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to get Simon to see that perspective. And it's just not really working for Simon. I also don't know that that's entirely helpful. I mean, we know that Finn locks things in the vault. That's the same as pushing mm-hmm. down emotions. And yep. I, I do think distraction has a purpose. I think that it can play a role, but I don't think that's the way to handle everything. Yeah. Uh, something I really loved in this one is like, you know, in Adventure Time, you got like these little glimpses in the world of Ewan, like 11 minute segments. But here, mm-hmm. having like full length episodes, you're really getting some time to spend in the world and like really feeling the environment here. Yeah. And I really love that. Like you had just some like contemplative shots with like without dialogue and stuff like that. And I really mm-hmm. appreciated that. Like getting to enjoy the landscapes and like the artwork that went into this. It's mm-hmm. just absolutely gorgeous. So I feel like. The first one, like, it, you know, it very much had its own identity. But here, we're back in the world of, ooh. Yeah. I felt, like, a little emotional at first. Like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because I've loved Adventure Time for a long time. And, like, getting to see something new in that world is something I never would have thought I'd get to see again. Hmm. Yeah, so. You okay over there? Yeah. I had an itch on my nose. That's not tears. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if it was. But, um, so, um, like, it's hard for me to look at this one from a critical st- standpoint yet because, like, I had such like an emotional response to seeing it this first time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I do think it's interesting. I mean, how often are there people around us who even that we have a really like intimate and personal relationship with and they're like, how are you doing? And like, what are you going to say to that if you're really in a crap mood? Yeah. You know, you don't want to bring the person down. You and I have each had some individual hardships this last month that have really tried Kind of like our feelings of self-worth and feeling like confident and like I have people like, hey, you know, how are you doing? And it's just like, 
I'm awful. I'm not doing good, you mm-hmm. know? But you don't say that. You say, oh, you know, same old, same old. Yep. Or I'll live in the oh, dream. <laughs> yep, I'm fine, you know, or things like that. And it's just like, because we don't want to inconvenience other people with our emotions. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? And we see Simon do this several times in this episode. Yeah. And it's like where we left off with Simon, like before he went crazy with ice power. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had a, like a, a purpose. Like, like he was protecting this little girl, um, Marceline. Yeah. And now that he's back, he, she doesn't need his help anymore. Yeah. Like, he has like no like nothing keeping him going. Yeah. Yeah. I think the th- cool thing about Finn is that he has some really great messaging that I think could easily be lost. The whole like having blindfolds on to lead them where they need to go. He mm-hmm. says something to the to the fact of like trust that there are invisible forces in the universe that will lead you up to where you need to be. Yeah, which sounds you know? like advice he would have gotten from Jake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's implied here like Jake's been dead for some time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Also, uh, who knew savory spices and existential crisis ruined? So yeah. That was really clever. That's a good stuff. Thanks, choose goose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you said thanks to choose goose. Oh, never, never would have thought I'd see the day. We're evolving, honey. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'll throw up in the corner now. <laughs> oh, I didn't even choose a choose I goose know. line for my impression. <laughs> Crap. No, I expected you to, but to... no, you oh, did. Wait, did. You yes. did. Okay, I, I changed it to a choose goose line. Oh, yes, choose goose is back. Yeah. Um, One thing that I thought was funny is how he had multiple types of telephones, including a football phone. And like they're like, what's that? It's a telephone. What's that? It's also a telephone. What's that? It's a, is that a telephone? No, that's a hairdryer. Like, and then the guy's like, why is like, it a telephone? Yeah. I was yep. like, oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. <laughs> what was your favorite line, Matt? My favorite line was, so that's what cowboy tastes like. I love it. Finn. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite line? People in the 20th century were real trenches. I love that line. Yeah, that was trenches, great. Yeah. That was that was gonna be my favorite line at first, yeah. but I was like, I oh, don't no, you know, I bet there's gonna be another one. <laughs> <laughs> Give me an impression. Forever will she languish while you wallow in anguish. Evil choose Evil choose goose. You're welcome, world. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite uh impression? No problem, Bob. I love fixing people. Later. Finn. That was Finn. What a cool guy. Yeah. I like adult Finn. Yeah, he's pretty cool. <laughs> you know, he's I, I remember cool. thinking like in Puhoy, uh, adult Finn is like super rugged. Like, I'm like, well, oh, how does that oh, make sense? Oh, like oh. there's nothing, nothing to keep him strong there. It's I know. Pillows. And now I seeing know. him in a world where there's actual challenges, I'm like, oh, okay, this guy, is, he's been through some stuff. <laughs> yeah, 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 for real. Matt? Yes? We got some triv. Kick it. It's trivia time. So it's revealed that Marceline can't get a tattoo due to her healing powers and Princess Bubblegum can't due to her skin being made of bubblegum, like we mentioned. Yep. This episode shows that Simon has a strand of white hair and has aged a bit since his appearance in Distant Lands episode Obsidian. Finn's blindfold method might be a reminiscent of the events in the Hall of Egress. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, I know a few listeners. That's their favorite episode. Mm, I can't uh, wait to get to it. Yeah, it's a good one. It comes, I think, much later on. Hmm. So this episode is set between the events of Distant Lands episodes Obsidian and Together Again. Hmm. It's also set after the events of Wizard City, since Choose Goose is still evil in this episode. I gotta watch Wizard City. <laughs> um, when <sighs> Simon turns on the TV, the Cheers theme song is heard. He previously sang the song to Marceline in the original series episode Simon and Marcy, and Fiona saw Cheers on the TV every channel in the previous episode. It was seriously syndicated. Mm-hmm. 
It's revealed that the portal cake went through the previous episode was created by Simon's attempt to summon Betty. By creating this portal, Simon inadvertently fulfilled his maniacal desire as the Ice King he made in the original series episode, Bad Little Boy, to find <laughs> Fiona and Cake. Oh, that episode was hilarious. That's the one that, yeah, you remember that one where, like, Simon's trying to bring uh, Fiona and Cake into his world? Yeah. And then instead, it just creates life in the book itself, and it turns out like this little derpy face yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We don't have a name for that next episode, so I guess there's no prediction. Any uh, last thoughts about this episode? So just like the first one, I was very pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I don't, the the tone is different enough from the original Adventure Time that you know it's it is it's it's a different show. I can't just look at it as Adventure Time. Um, yeah, I agree with you. There's enough flavor of the original in this one, though, that I'm like, oh, like I feel that world, and I felt sucked right back into it, and yeah. I got hit with all the feels. Yeah, you know the other thing too, Matt, is there's such a difference between Fiona and Cake. Mm-hmm. And what their world looks like, and then this one, and it's oh man, I just I'm just really interested to see what happens. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm so curious where this show is going to go from here on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. So much cool stuff. So so much cool stuff. So we're not going to do a prediction because we don't know the name of the next episode. I know it's so weird. Like like having like we have such a routine with this podcast, I and know, we can't right? do it right now. And it's like oh, this feels strange. <laughs> but you know, it hasn't changed. What is people can still call us. At yeah. 216-260-GLOB or 216-260-4562 or leave us a recording on anchor.fm. You can catch us on the social medias at oh my God Podcast and on Instagram at oh my God Pod or email us at ohmygodpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. In fact, speaking of leaving a voicemail, somebody left us a voicemail. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I'm going to play it right now. Oh, you mean we have some listener feedback, listener feedback. Listener feedback, listener. See, we're all thrown off. Yeah, right? We're all discombobulated. <laughs> and uh, here we go. Looks like this person's from our old stomping grounds, too. Hey, my name's Topi. I'm from Olympia, Washington. I um, really love your show. I just listened to the uh, Lemon Hope Part 2 and Billy's Bucket List episode. Two of my favorite episodes. They're great. And I've watched both of them. Six times now. Oh wow! I don't know. Well, I six That's rad. That is rad. Time. But every time, the end of Lemon Hope always makes me cry. Aww. I can. It's like it's so sad. It isn't it though. With, it is. Well, you'll see in season, season seven. Probably see what episode I'm talking about. And uh, the remember you. I remember you. That's the Marceline and Simon one. Mm-hmm. With the song that. Once again, also makes me cry. That is, it's so good. It's, <laughs> you know, I love the show. It's, I listen to it every day doing dishes, but man, there are some episodes in there. And Lemon Hope um, is a character that you don't see very often in the show, but is influential. And you see him, once you get to later seasons, you'll see him everywhere. Like hmm. he's, there's so many references to Lemon Hope, and he's just one of the best characters. And yeah, love the show. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate that. And yeah. it, we used to be practically neighbors. We were about a 20 minute drive from Olympia, Washington, yep. before we moved to Texas. Um, and it's interesting that he brings up Lemon Hope because Lemon Hope. A human version of Lemon Hope is in this episode. Yeah, the, the first episode, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, the first one, and yeah. a like Lemon Grab one and two, like human versions, also in yep. this episode. So interesting that you said like he's everywhere, and that's so true. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, man. Well, thank you so much for the voicemail. I really appreciate it. You're great. It was awesome. Glad to know I'm not the only person who gets too emotional watching Adventure Time. Dude, <laughs> like, it gives you the feels. It does. You can't help it. Like, oh, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you so much. We yeah. really love getting voicemails. We do. Well, Matt. Yes. We've done it. We've covered the first two episodes of Fiona and Cake. Yeah, I thought it was going to be like an hour and a half episode. Rad. It's not, oddly. <laughs> really excited. Uh, excited for more. And yeah, definitely reach out to us. Absolutely. We're really looking forward to episode three. Uh, we've got uh, still our ranking of season five episodes coming up mm-hmm. and our episode 100 spectacular, which is going to be covering, uh, uh, well, it's going to be people sending in cover songs of Adventure Time songs. Yeah. So you still have a little bit of time if you want to send in some music. So feel free. And we'd love to hear it. Absolutely. So with that said, I'm Amy. I'm Matt. And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side. Bye.